welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. You know, the Stone Builders Hour is a unique faith talk show seeking to share the good news with you and loved ones while building healthy relationships. The last two weeks, we talked about biblical parenting solutions based on scriptures for your toolbox. Well, February is Black History Month, or as I like to say, World History Month. Over the next few weeks, we're going to share the good news and contributions of our ancestors. Great. Hello, Tallahassee. Yes, the last two shows, Pastor, were about parenting based on scriptures. And you know, the Bible is an awesome operating manual for parents and filled with wisdom and knowledge. Yes, it is. I'm praying you'll uh, be able to put into action the shared Bible skills that we shared with you for the last two weeks. Also looking forward, I love that, to the World History Month. We have lots of little known <laughs> facts. In fact, if you got pen and pencil, I know if you're driving, you can't do that. But come back to this and write down because you'll learn about some interesting people in world history. Or catch us on SoundCloud. Uh, you can go to SoundCloud, uh, www.soundcloud, uh, go to uh, 94.1 or the Stone Builders Hour, and you can pick up all our past uh, shows. But first, uh, let's talk about uh, our Stone Builder partner, Dr. Elton Powell, chiropractic physician of Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. If you've been in an accident, have back pains, a headache, diabetes, or you're trying to lose weight because you made that New Year's resolution <laughs> and you're struggling right now, you want to call Dr. Elton Powell. He's located at 1838 Capital Circle Northeast, or call him, set an appointment. Tell him that you heard on the Stone Builder Hours how he's going to cure your diabetes. Uh, 850-402-9061. So stay tuned. We have other sponsors for you to support, and we'll be right back. My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for a better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Become a stone builder and support Living Stone's children and family programs and services. Help us strengthen and build healthy relationships among family members and fathers and mothers to be active in the lives of their children. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour on Wave 94, Thursdays 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or mail your gift to Living Stones, P.O. Box 6747, Tallahassee, Florida, 32314. Remember, your donations and gifts are tax deductible. Everyone wants a comfortable, quality, affordable home they can own and be proud of. Affordable home ownership is now reality and with Color Gardens in Crawfordville. Just 25 minutes from downtown Tallahassee or the beach. The developer with 40 years of experience builds each new home with modern kitchens, with two, three, or four bedrooms, and with many options such as screened-in porches, large garden bathtubs, and built-in electric generator plug-in outlets to help you make it through the next storm. Down payment and closing assistance for multiple government programs, credit repair, and mortgage loans are available. Call or text Lamar, 850-727-3532 for an appointment to see your next home. That's 850-727-3532 or visit LLC.com. That's LLC.com.
Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and me, Elder JC. Yes. I am really excited for th- this topic and the session we're going to have today because we are going to be talking about the people of color who unknowingly touch everyone's life, yes. your life, my life. And we're going to first talk about Gladys Mae West, born in 1930 and now in her 90s. And I'm going to remember Gladys because that was my mom's name. Yes, right. <laughs> and I, I'd like to start off with a scripture. Uh, Matthew 13, 57 says, But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country, in his own house. And sometimes we forgot about people. We forgot about the ingenuity and just mm-hmm. the the awesome talent that folks had because a lot of the things that people of color developed and created were things that everybody used the ironing board that's right even yeah. something as simple as the the golf tee yes so the lawnmower yes yeah. so i want to be able to we want to be able to share what it is that we have done to contribute to the greatness of this country. Well, I also want to say February, they recognize February as Black History Month, but every day is Is Black History for all of us since we are of, uh, uh, since our DNA uh, shows that we are of the black race. Praise God. Yes. And, uh, but we love all people. Yes. You know, just as Christ loved all people. And uh, it's not about who what was that Martin Luther King said about the character. Yes, not the color is, of your skin, but, but the, the character of oh. your person. I, yes. It's interesting you you mentioned that because one of the things that we continue to do is be somewhat divisive when it comes to color. But we recognize that all people have created things to help us in this world, and it's just that. Our history, let's face it, our history has produced some things where we need to recognize those who've had the responsibility. But let me tell you a little bit more about Gladys Mae West. She worked at the Naval Surface Warfare Center and was the second black to be hired in 1956. I was only a baby. But that was during 1956. That was at the height, height of, of yes. racial tension. tension. Yes, it was. Just out of World War II. Yep. We had a lot of soldiers who came back right. who fought for this country, uh, broke down. Uh, the military was the first to uh, desegregate yes. everything. So you had people who were first. free out yes. in Europe, and now they come home to a lot of like tension. Emmett Till was... Uh, killed during the 50s. Yes. We had a lot of stuff that was going on. The bus boycott. So if you look at the time, time period, period of 1956, lived, right. and for her to go work with the Naval Service, Service Warfare Center. Warfare yes. Center. But what I thought was very interesting is her background. Huh. She was a mathematician. What? And she contributed, now listen to this, to the mathematical modeling of the shape of the earth and her work on the development of satellite goddessy and or geo geo geodesy yeah and i want you to learn that word because that word means g-e-o-d-e-s-y a branch of math dealing with the shape and area of the earth or large portions of it so that was a model that was incorporated into Global Positioning Satellite, GPS. Now, that's what everything for directions is based on. Correct. Well, remember when we were in our business, yes. we installed GPS equipment into buses and trains. That was the beginning of the transition from having uh, the military base. base and then also uh, workers working where they had to stop at a certain point, kind of check in. Now, cities and counties and townships could actually track where their buses and trains were, especially a place like New York. Trains going to and fro. They had to know if they stopped, where they were at. So she was <laughs> responsible for that. But remember, that was yeah. big equipment. Yes. Look at the GPS we have now. Where is It's in your little cell, cell phone. phone. Well, not little cell phone, but it's in your cell phone. Yeah. Much smaller than it's what everywhere. we were working with. Yes. It's a tracking device. Yes, it is. All over the, all your cell All over the world. Going, when they sent out that 
that uh, that uh, launch that's going out to Mars or yes, is that thing very, that's going out yes, to past Neptune yes, now, yes. it's all based on the GPS signals that she helped develop. The geodesy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> there you go. But a little over, She was a math of math. Yeah, a mathematician. Yes, I love it. And then we're going to tell some personal business about her going to the college that she went to. But she just some personal information. She met her husband, Ira West, at the Naval Surface Warfare Center, where he also worked as a mathematician. What? So you got two math majors. What's the, oh. What's the mathematical <laughs> odds of I'm two bad. black folks during 1956 to meet and then marry? Uh, they were two of four black employees hired in 1956. Then love happened to oh, Ira, okay. and she and he married in 1957. Boy, what, I'm looking back, 1957, oh. I'm not even going to say how old I was, but I was still a baby. And have three children and seven grandchildren. And as of February 2018, she still lives in Virginia. She's still, so that, wow, she's in her 90s right yes. now. Yes, and we're very familiar with Virginia. We're going to tell you a little bit more about that. But, Pastor, I know you want to talk a little bit more about this GPS. Yeah, because the GPS signaling, I mean, being a mathematician, that means that, wow, they didn't have computers like Correct. we have right now. So you had to do everything longhand. Or on or the slide That or, was a long um, instrument where the center moved. And you could do calculations without having to do longhand. And trust me, I, I grew up with those before <laughs> scientific calculators. Uh, <laughs> but she, you know, GPS has everything is tracked by GP, Global Positioning Satellite, from ankle monitors, yes. your cell phones, yes. your cars, trucks, spaceships. Her math modeling gave the Navy and Air Force a technology that helped the United States in the race to the moon and precision weapons. Wow. So that drone strike that Trump did on... Abenati or that terrorist <laughs> that was based on her, her technology. technology. So not only was it used for good, but it could be used for destruction. Yes, it can. So that's why the Navy loved, you know, sometimes they'll look past color if you're good. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, that's a, that's a also uh, uh, with this editorial comment to our children that. There's more than just football and basketball. Yes. We need to think bigger because here was a woman who was a mathematician who was actually hired during a time that was very difficult. But just look at what she did for us in the total United States and in the world because yeah, everybody's course, using yeah. it. Well, I know that you mentioned in our in our business, we became aware of Mrs. West in about 1983 in our business because we were communication systems integrator subcontractors for the transportation industry. And our clients were like the Harris Corporation, mm-hmm. Orbital Sciences, yep. uh, Motorola, Siemens. Uh, they were, the military made uh, their technology available, available to yes. be privatized uh, using the global positioning satellites and automatic vehicle tracking uh, like onto buses and trains and law enforcement vehicles yes, and, fire, and things of that nature. Coast Guard, fire yep. trucks, everything yep. is, is based on that. So those companies were contractors to yes. uh, the military yes. and they gave that technology to those private corporations who found they used to, to do buses. Because one thing that we found about the ABL, we call it GPS ABL at the time, they were all one of the both. We actually installed uh, the communication equipment on top of the roof and the tracking equipment, the software, so it can communicate with the buses. Because during the a lot of drivers, like say, I'm going to say, I'll call out, let's call out uh, Pittsburgh, our hometown. Some of those drivers were late picking up their destination because they stop off and go home, or they stop off and have lunch. Mm. They stop off and do different things that they're supposed to do. Their errands, <laughs> their errands <laughs> on a bus. And so, but once they put that equipment on, because we did the city of Pittsburgh with uh, Harris Corporation, and once they put that that equipment on the buses, then they could no longer. Uh, uh, go do their personal business. Yes. And what we found out, we found that we had made some additional money because the drivers would destroy the equipment. 
And so we had to come back in and replace that equipment. But um, so Mrs. Mrs. West, she completed her Ph.D., via long distance learning program at Virginia Tech and I might be getting ahead of myself because we're just thankful for her because a little though and you might have y'all if y'all might have known her through a movie mm-hmm. but yeah. but yeah well it's been I'm getting excited because I'm thinking about <laughs> the things that I'm thinking about some of the stories. I got a lot of stories that we can talk about when we were working in the transit industry. Well, she was born in Sutherland, Virginia, south of Richmond. Her family, believe it or not, were sharecroppers. Her mother worked at a tobacco factory while her father was a farmer and worked for the railroad. Gladys realized early she didn't want to work in tobacco mills. Thank you, Gladys. Took that box. factory. <laughs> like the rest of her family and decided education was her way out. She became a top student in high school and received a full scholarship to Virginia State University and HBCU. Which is? Our daughters. Which is the HBCU is... Oh, oh. It's historically black, black college universities. And matter of fact, we watched the State of the Union last night, and uh, President Trump said that he's going to direct some more money towards the HBCUs. All right. Well, that's one of the thing about um, when you look at Mrs. West and what technology she developed. In the beginning, she was using a paper map over a tracking system saying she still trusts her brain more than she trusts the computers. Now, I don't know about today, but many children I know say, I need the calculator, I need my phone, or I need the calculator in order to compute. Here she said her brain was better at computing than she would trust the computers. And as Pastor alluded to, the movie Hidden Figures That's what it was. was the yeah. uh, movie about the American dream and the untold story of the black women mathematicians who helped win the space race. Yeah, that Hidden Figures came out, I think, about a year or two ago. Yes. They had uh, Taraji Henson yes. yes. in the lead. And, and I think that we watched that movie, and I think that captured it real well about how... They the weren't able to use yeah. the same bathrooms yes. as the the white women. They had to go across a field or across the the, the, the campus, the campus right. to get go to, to another building where other blacks were. Yes, because they were in a unique situation. Position, they were yeah. mathematicians. Yes, so they had a different kind of job. Well, Gladys, you know, she worked hard and graduated from high school in 1948 as the valedictorian. And at Virginia State, she chose to study math because of its difficulty and graduated with a bachelor's of science in mathematics in 1952. After graduating from college, she taught math and science for two years in Waverly, Virginia. But then she had that hunger for education and knowledge and returned to Virginia State to complete her master's degree uh, finishing in 1955 and briefly took another teaching position in Martinsville, uh, Virginia. You know, well, this, one of the things that interesting, our daughter chose Virginia State University yes, and graduated with an electronics, electronic engineering degree. Praise and God. it's there's a lot of history in Virginia. Yeah. A lot. And I think those of you who live in, who know about Virginia or have relatives in Virginia, need to check that out because low, uh, Virginia State University is in Petersburg, which is south of Richmond and is a very small town. But I'm grateful that they have graduated a number of yeah. engineers and others from their college. And my daughter, uh, when she went for her internship at uh, MedEd, Med-Ed. Med-Ed. which was the electric company in York, Pennsylvania, the uh, gentleman couldn't believe how she was learning and the books she was studying from because he graduated from Lehigh University. And he didn't get to utilize the books she was using in her sophomore year until he was a senior. So Virginia State, you know, kudos to you. You gave her a great education. She did very well. She was one of our uh, best troubleshooters in the business. So she was able to do that. The girl's good. I got to say that. She helped put us on the map, especially with Meister Electronics, which was a German corporation that brought a new microprocessor to America that revolutionized onboard uh, voice announcement systems. 
Whereas previously, you would have a, if you look at the size of your air conditioning unit outside, that's about the size of the, uh, of, uh, the, the old style uh, voice processor yeah. uh, for trains. Meister came in with a new component the size of a toaster. <laughs> the size of a toaster that revolutionized everything. And when we did through the prototype, I'm just bragging on Jamil. I'm just bragging on our oldest daughter because I was very nervous during the prototyping. And uh, and they wanted asked her to do, to do the interface. And the interface is taking their product and interfacing it with the existing train electronic system. And all you have is blueprints in order to go by. And, uh, and so I was nervous. And I always said, do, do you think you can do this? And, they, and she said, yeah, I got this. And so they were telling me, uh, the Meister people were telling me, well, you can't help her. You need to go work on the other side of the train and let her alone. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, our whole contract is depending on this girl. Oh, God. And you know what? I left because I was stressed out. I couldn't handle it. I knew she could do it. Oh, boy. When I came after a while, I did. I went to the back and did the rest of the prototyping on the rear of the train. And when I came back, she... Everybody, the Meister guy, um, I forget his name right off, but he was a lead engineer for um, uh, for Meisters, and he just said, she's okay. She'll be all right. Mm -hmm. Say, thank you, Lord. Praise God. And ever since then, she ran that project. Yes, we she did. We did every train in uh, Chicago. I know, we're supposed to be talking, this is black history. Yes, it is. We're, we're, part, of we're part of black history. We're part of black history. We so, did every train in Chicago Transit Authority. It took us over a year and a half to complete that job, but we got it done. Praise right. God. Well, getting black to Gladys. <laughs> because that's we, what we're that, talking about. Well, but that's the kind. Yeah, yeah, but that's the kind of uh, conversations that we need to be having with our children, parents, yes. because they need to know their roots. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. But in the early '60s, Gladys were participated in an award-winning astronomical study that proved the regularity of Pluto's motion relative to Neptune. Hmm. I mean, look at this. We're out in space. And subsequently began to analyze data from satellites, putting together ultimator models of the Earth's shape. She became project manager for the CSAT radar, boy, these words, altimetry project. The first satellite that could remotely sense oceans. Hmm. Mrs. West received the commendation in 1979 for her efforts. So her technology really led to them saying finding water on yes, Mars. Yes, how about that? Well, all I can say is that earlier uh, I mentioned Miss West was hired by the Navy and worked as a programmer uh, for large-scale computers. She was also a project manager for data processing systems used in analysis of satellite data. You know, she was definitely, definitely a multitasker. Anyone who was married to another mathematician having kids, and she, second she earned a second mm -hmm. master's degree in public administration from the University of Oklahoma while working full-time. Wow. Praise God. And that is an awesome thing to know, again, where your roots are. You know, back in 19, uh, during the 50s and the 70s, computers were something that was new. Matter of fact, they really started to come in the latter, uh, like late 1948, 47 mm -hmm. to 1950. And IBM came up with the first uh, computer. They filled up the whole room. Right. And, and remember, when we took that course, we had to have, you had the print cards that were a like a cardboard. The PPT-10. Yes, about the, PDP the, <laughs> about the size of almost a yard, not a yard, but a um, about 12 inches, uh, maybe about four inches wide, that you actually had to put in the machine, put your coding in, it would punch the cards out then you'd have to slowly take them out put them into another set of machines and that's when you would get the programming going so in order for her to be successful with that we're, we're looking we really god bless gladys west and you can google her because you'll find out all the information about her and but you know what we must take some time to do business please visit our sponsors and we'll be right back I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go fish that! Aww. 
come on. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Become a stone builder and support Livingstone's children and family programs and services. Help us strengthen and build healthy relationships among family members and fathers and mothers to be active in the lives of their children. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour on Wave 94, Thursdays, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or mail your gift to Livingstones, P.O. Box 6747, Tallahassee, Florida, 32314. Remember, your donations and gifts are tax deductible. When you shop Goodwill, you don't just bring home a vintage dress or cat lamp. You bring home so much good to your community because everything you buy funds local job training and more. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Well, thank you for st- uh, staying tuned in. <laughs> Couldn't get it out there for a minute. Got you time got coffee? Uh, well, I think I've already had that. Uh, but we really enjoy talking, and we trust about you learning about Gladys West. If you haven't seen the movie Hidden Figures, see it. I'm sure it's available. Now we have the stream. Hey, thanks to her, we got streaming, too, and everything else, because you have to be have that technology incorporated into every aspect of what we do today. So see the movie. Um, I think it's uh, an opportunity for you to see the struggles that um, both blacks and females had to go through during uh, working in a predominantly white workforce. But, you know, they were determined. Yes. And being determined, you forget about the prejudice of willpower and faith. Because one thing, even if I believe that if I lived during that time period and I lived partially in that time period, we had we transitioned into the next uh, era, which would probably be the 60s and the 70s. But one of the things I've found is if you tell me no, watch me go because I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find a way. And I love the fact that we grew up in Pittsburgh uh, because it gave us the opportunity to cross boundaries. So we didn't grow up in really a segregated society. It was segregated by neighborhoods. But we had to cr- each we each of us had to cross each other's territory in order to get to school, to get to the grocery stores. Um, I probably learned we didn't call our food soul food; it was just right. home cooking. Right. Um, but right. I knew about Polish uh, food. Mm-hmm. I knew about Italian food. I knew about Greek food. I knew about Jewish delicacies. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things we just got an opportunity to cross all barriers. So one of the, our think our pluses is being able to make people comfortable and, with our blackness. And Pittsburgh is a was a community of neighborhoods. Yes. And JC and I we're from the neighborhood of Glen Hazel, Hazel Glenwood uh-huh. and Hazelwood. Uh, and everything in that community uh, was made up almost one fifth of everybody. Yes. Yeah, one fifth of uh, Italians, uh, Ukraines. Yes. Uh, not, I mean, uh, Polish. Yep. Russian, uh, Russians. And that whole uh, the, Baltic the whole states. Bar- the, yeah, the Baltic states yep. that came in because it was like that big revolution went on during the fifties. It was some immigration. Yeah. So Im- immigration immig- of. Immigrants, and we didn't get that upset about it. We lived with each other. In fact, it was great to be able to eat Greek bakala and have, you know, Reuben sandwiches and to have spaghetti and meatballs. We just incorporated into our everyday living. And everyone had restaurants in yes, the community. Yes. I mean, we can get some soul food. Yep. I knew the Best place at three o'clock in the morning to get some fried chicken. What are you doing oh, up at oh, three o'clock? Right. You get back to the subject at hand. Let's get back to well, that. one of the things that we did wanted to let everyone know the uh, research that we uh, pulled a lot of this from for Black History is by Dr. Claude Anderson. Uh, he is the former State of Florida Education Coordinator, appointed by Lawton Childs in 1970. Yes. So he himself is. Uh, a black history uh, yes. notoriety. So you've got yeah, some information. And uh, just Google him. He's written several books. Powernomics. You must read Powernomics. It's a series of uh, books about how we as black Americans can change our lot. Yes. Can come out of poverty. 
and and uh, avoid a lot of the trappings that we set up for ourselves. And uh, so I recommend them very highly. But, you know, how about we just give, let me get back on track. I see this must be dealing with black history. <laughs> it's exciting. I'm, I'm up here. Got, got me back in 1956, 1960 right now. So let's get some many facts in. And let's call them notable first and last. Uh, for instance, on January 1st, 1804, Hades, New Black Republic, proclaimed itself a free country and abolished slavery. Mm. Haiti was the first and to date the only black country to successfully revolt and overthrow a European colonial power. You know who that European colonial power was? Napoleon! Ah, the French. That's right. Uh, Pauli Fouffe, <laughs> yes, that dude was bad. Yes, he was. He's all the way over here. Uh, on that little island. That's why they've been blockaded <laughs> by the world since. You think? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I'm up here. I'm up here all excited. So, um, but another little black history tip is that. Um, in, in 1996, the state of Florida compensated the black survivors of the Rosewood, Florida massacre. Now, some of y'all might know about the Rosewood, Florida massacre, where you had a, a thriving a black community that owned businesses, uh, churches, homes, and things of that nature. And someone told a lie that spread into a blazing fire. And white uh, the white militia or townspeople, whoever it was, they were angry and mad. They went in and destroyed everything. And that's where, like, some people can hate so much. And I know that hate does not come from God. That's evil. Yes, it and is. They, but the Florida legislator, I just want to thank them for compensating those survivors. Another movie, too. Another movie that you can Google and get on Netflix and so forth to see it. Because sometimes we do need to know where we come from. Let's face it. But a I man know without roots. Is a man without knowledge. Uh, Pastor, I know one of your the movie. The movie was Rosewood. Yes, it was. Okay. I meant to say that. Okay, you got it. Um, I know there's another topic, many fact that uh, we're going to talk about your favorite hero, heroes, yes. Cowboy. <laughs> yes. Um, right now in your office, and I believe we have them in the home right now, you have three paintings of Buffalo Soldiers and Cowboys. And contrary to the images created by Hollywood, black slaves were the U.S. first authentic mm -hmm. cowboys. The word cowboy originally had nothing to do with roping cows or cattle drives. The word cowboy grew out of social customs, Jim Crow laws that didn't allow black men to be addressed as Mr., men, or especially gentlemen that conveyed a status. So um, I just want to... Uh, throw in a scripture here because when you talk about that that's very demeaning that's very depressed but now the word cowboy connotes something happy something yeah john wayne yeah <laughs> so something real a stud type person yeah. but look at where the word originated from but romans ten seventeen says so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So those cowboys, remember, they did just about everything. And I think you have someone specific that you wanted to discuss. Yeah, later on, we're going to talk about Deadwood Dick. Okay. Yes, indeed. But 50 years before there was an American Southwest, cowboy, uh, with the diminutive term boy, was given to black slaves in the Southeast who slaved at the cow pens. Mm. Their job was to herd livestock in Georgia, Alabama, and South Carolina. Wow. Black men were called derogatory term boy. Boy was used not only for cowboy, but houseboy, field boy, stable boy, an underboy. Now I've never. I had to look at that. What's an underboy? Mm, what an underboy is a personal body servant during the Civil War. Mm. You know, rich folks who went to war, they took their slaves with them. <laughs> you know, and their that, slaves fought. Yeah, that's why you had people fighting for the Confederate, yep. just as they fought for the Union. So you didn't have a choice at that point. Oh God! But you know, thousands of black cowboys. There were thousands yes, of black cowboys. 
who became lawmen. Yes. They became buffalo soldiers. Yes. That's what buffalo soldiers are. We want to do something just on buffalo soldiers. Because that's what the Indians called them. That's right. Because they were fear, fearless. And they were ranchers and farmers. Praise God. So after the Civil War, the new land rush laws sparked the westward movement. 15 million new European immigrants, uh, immigrants again, <laughs> arrived the latter part of the 1800s, but the ranching and cattle industry in the Southwest, especially along the Texas Gulf Coast, the large state of Texas, was totally dependent on black labor. Hmm. Yes. Many slaves were cowboys before they were freed. Nearly one-third of the 35,000 cowboys who drove cattle north from Texas between 1866 to 1895 were black. Wow, praise God. That's why uh, Nate, Nate Love, Nate Love is one of the greatest black cowboys in the Old West. He was also known as uh, Deadwood Dick. And Nate, there's a book out gotta find the book it's called Nate Love in the life and adventures of Nate Love that was back in 1907 wow and one of the things that he said that's why I love these cowboys you know because you know the adventure even though they came out of slavery they were still packing they were packing <laughs> guns they were still hard workers they still had the American dream and vision to be able to provide for my family but he wrote Mounted on my favorite horse, my lariatette near my hand, and my trusty guns in my belt, I felt I could defy the world. Mm. Praise God. And, you know, he was born back in 1854 as a slave on Robert Love's plantation in Davison County, Tennessee. And we called Nate, even though it's N-A-T, but it's, but it's spelled N-A-T-E. He would grow up to be one of the most famous cowboys in the Old West. And I tell you, after he grew up uh, raised in a log cabin, his father was a slave foreman on the plantation and his mother worked in the kitchen in a big house. But he looked primarily at, at, he was looked after by his older sister when he was young, but she, like her mother, had duties in the kitchen. So Nate, basically, he looked after himself. And he had no formal education, but with the help of his father, mm. he was a houseboy. All right. He Fathers. learned to read and write. Wow. So after the Civil War, when slaves were free, Nate's father, he got his own little small farm that he rented from his former master. But the freedom was short-lived for former slaves, and the father died just a little bit after that. So Nate took various jobs on different plantations, helped support his family, and found that he had great skills in breaking horses. Mm, a Praise horse whisperer. Huh? Yes, he was. <laughs> so in 1869, he left his family uh, in his uncle care. He had 50 bucks, which is a lot of money, money back then during yes, that time is. period because you would only make about $30 in a whole month. So he had 50 bucks in his pocket, and he went to Dodge City. Wow, and the Dodge wild place. <laughs> Everybody know about Dodge City, boy, you know? And uh, so, and he ran into the Texas Duval Ranch, and and, uh, and and they had that ranch just brought a head of herd from, uh, uh, from Kansas, and uh, the cowboys were having breakfast one day, and uh, young Nate asked him, uh, said, hey, man, you got any job for me? And uh, and the boss said, well, you know what? Only if you can break this horse that no one else can do named Gouda. Oh. So this horse was the most, the wildest horse in the outfit that no one could break. So Nate later said, this is in his book, that it was one of the toughest rides he ever had. But he rode it. He rode the horse. Got the job that was paying him thirty dollars a month, so he's already in the head. I had fifty, right? And now I got thirty, and he was only sixteen years old. Mm. So don't tell me you young folks don't have ability <laughs> to do anything. Correct. You can do whatever you desire to do if you want to work and do the right thing. Now we're not in those old days anymore, so you can't be walking around with a forty-five <laughs> like Nate did. So because when he was forty-five, being a cowboy. 
He practiced so often with his 45 revolver that he had shooting skills that were awesome. And he earned the reputation of being the best all-around cowboy in the Duval outfit. And you know what? As he stayed there, he became the buyer for the ranch, mm-hmm. the chief brand reader. Mm-hmm. And so he also learned Spanish and he went to Mexico on several occasions to buy and sell cattle. But there is a lesson in there for the children in that if you are determined to really wanting to do something, you put your skills to work. You first get that initial foot in the door because he had to break a horse down. We don't do that. But you get your foot in the door. That means you ask yes. for the job. Take and the lowest one possible. Right. And then once you get it, what did he do? He started becoming an expert in everything so then he became a buyer and then look at that he had to at 16 that's a difficult time to start learning a language but then he learned another language so there is opportunity in everything we do when we put our minds to it and then in 1872 uh he traveled he worked for another ranch he traveled uh, throughout the Western trails, working in dangerous situations, fought Indians, fighting rustlers and bandits. And uh, during this uh, uh, time, that's when uh, uh, he became famous and he met Pat Garrett and Bat mm-hmm. Masterson. Mm-hmm. And they said sometimes he might have did something with Billy the Kid because Nate had a kind of a... He was uh, on the edge. He <laughs> <laughs> had one foot. with the criminals (laughs) but um, he went to deliver in 1876 he delivered 3,000 steers Mm. to Deadwood South Dakota Mm. he was all over the west and when he arrived they arrived on July the 3rd and the locals were busy getting ready for the 4th of July celebration and they had a contest called the Cowboy Contest with a $200 cash prize to the winner. The contestants competed in roping, mm. braiding, saddling, and shooting. And Nate won every competition hands down and walked away with the $200 prize. And that's when he got the nickname Deadwood Dick. All right. <laughs> well, you, I know this 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 particular section was just wonderful to learn about people who had a hand in our everyday living. So you know that brings me to Hosea four six, just that first part of that verse. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yes. Because thou has rejected knowledge. So everyone get. The knowledge, because you gain knowledge, you gain wisdom, you gain understanding and be able to do all that God called you to do. Praise God. That's why you can say I got excited talking about yes, uh, that love. Praise <laughs> God. I'm a cowboy historian. What can I say? Uh, hey, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder J.C., Every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Carter's Corner provides expert athletic consulting to agencies, sports programs, and families. Services include fundraising, community events, football camps, career planning, and vending. Carter's Corner offers quality coaching to athletes and highlights their actions on the field and classrooms to college recruiters. Call Sam Carter, 850-510-6702 or email carterscorner at me.com. Carter's Corner is also a 501c3 nonprofit. My name is Rodney Vickers and I suffered from excruciating pain and discomfort in both legs and I was told there was nothing that I could do. After consulting with Dr. Powell at the Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I began a nerve restoration program and today I am able to walk and run without any pain and I am in better shape than I've been in years. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. 
Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for a better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour. Pastor and I are sharing little known black history or world history facts. facts. Well, a few of those facts. Here's a couple more for you. In 1758, Francis William, a black Jamaican, graduated from Cambridge hmm, University, becoming the first black college graduate in the Western Hemisphere. Amazing. And, and, you know, and we talk about... That's Cambridge in England. Yes. Yes. And we don't want... And we always talk about our children not having to go to college, but get some further degree beyond high school. You can get certifications. You got lively. There's always something for you to do because you will become, as you always say to our interns that would come to us that were getting masters, you would always tell them that they would be the master. So you want to become the master. In 1844... Macon B. Allen passed the Marine Bar Examination. Oh, Maine. Oh, can't read. Need my glasses here. Uh, Passed the Maine Bar Examination. That's Macon B. Allen and became the first licensed black lawyer in the U.S. And this is in 1844. So you can't tell me that you can't do it. Especially during that time period. Slavery was full blown. Yes, it was. And Maine is not like there as a lot of black Black (laughs) You're right. But it was uh, on the route of the underground yeah, railroad right, right. I was just gonna say on the way to Canada because yeah, yeah. after Maine you cross that river you in yeah. Canada so millions of children and parents are familiar with fables like the tortoise and the hare yeah. or the ant and the grasshopper these bedtime stories are known as Aesop's fables but few know it had racial origins mm-hmm. Aesop was a gifted black man who lived, suffered, and died as a slave in ancient times. His great mind and wit influenced great thinkers like who? Plato. Plato. Socrates. What? Shakespeare. Wow. He was a bad dude. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Which means good. Aesop is believed to have lived in the 6th century before the birth of Christ in ancient Greece. Hmm. His name met Ethiop? Ethiop of Africa, which means he was a black man. So I just love it. And I used to remember when the kids were small, we had plenty of kind of nursery rhymes and things like that. But we did read the tortoise and the hare. And we did read The Ant and the Grasshopper. Thanks, Aesop's. He's awesome. Have you read one of the stories I like to read is The Lion and the Mouse. Mm, Let's hear it. He has a whole lot of stuff out here. This is uh, Aesop's story, The Lion and the Mouse. A small mouse crept up to a sleeping lion. Mm. The mouse admired the lion's ears. His long whiskers and his great mane. Wow. Since he was sleeping, thought the mouse, he'll never suspect I'm here. Mm. With that, the little mouse climbed up onto the lion's tail, ran across his back, slid down his leg, and jumped off of his paw. The lion awoke and quickly caught the mouse between his claws. Please, please, said the mouse. Let me go, and I'll come back and help you someday. The lion laughed. Ha, 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 you are so small. How could you ever help me? The lion laughed so hard, he had to hold his belly. The mouse jumped to freedom and ran until she was far, far away. Mm. The next day, two hunters came to the jungle. They went to the lion's lair. They set a huge rope snare. When the lion came home that night, he stepped into the trap. He roared, he wept, but he couldn't pull himself free. Wow. The mouse 
heard the lion's pitiful roar and came back to help him. The mouse eyed the trap and noticed the thick rope that held it together. She began nibbling and nibbling until the rope broke. The lion was able to shake off the other ropes that held him tight. He stood up free again. The lion turned to the mouse and said, Dear friend, I was foolish to ridicule you for being small. You helped me by saving my life after all. Wow, that's amazing that this man was before Plato, Socrates, and Shakespeare and developed stories like that. Those are the kinds of stories, you know what, that, that could be um, a task of ours. I think we need to reintroduce uh, those Aesop fables again with some new pictures and some new graphics. I think that's something. Publishers, yes. watch out because we're going to be looking you up. But some other facts, um, during World War II, you had Benjamin O. Davis Sr., a brigadier general in the army became the first black officer to command white officers and enlisted men. His son, Benjamin O. Davis Jr. during World War II was commander of the Tuskegee Airmen and rose to a four-star general in the Air Force. And last night on the State of the Union Address, uh, there was a gentleman, McGee, who was honored and given the rank of Brigadier General by the President. So I just thought it was wonderful to see that he is still living a hundred years at old. 100 and he looked years good. Old. Yes, he did. I was saying, I need some of that. Whatever that cream is. Matter he, fact, he flipped the coin at the Super Bowl. Yes, he did. Everyone else, they had all the hundred people at the Super uh, the at the uh, uh, 100 World War II veterans yes. who were at the uh, Super Bowl. They were either on a cart or in a wheelchair, but uh, he won't call him Brick, uh, General McGee. Right. He got up and walked and flipped the coin. Right. The dude was awesome. <laughs> he in good health. Yes, he is. So th- <laughs> that also speaks to we need to keep our health because look at how far he's come and what he did in his own life. And we knew ben- we we knew of Benjamin O. Davis because remember the. Uh, Carnival activity that was in Pensacola. They had that wasn't him. No, that was um, the other. The, the other. So it was another one. But yeah. it was His okay. name, Oh man. We'll, yeah. we'll come back to it. But anyway, look at at the number of people who uh, were involved during this time period who did amazing and great things. Pastor, I know you know um, who John Horse is. I know who John Horse is. He was the runaway slave. John Horse had the distinction of being one of the few, if not the only black in U.S. history who stood up to and fought both slaveholders and the U.S. Army. John did so for 50 years of his life and amazingly never got defeated and battled nor captured. Now, I want to know how he did that because everybody else, just by the sheer color of your skin, that's why a lot of people ended up getting caught because they couldn't hide anywhere. That's right. Um, the only places you could go is if, if you went west, They w- sometimes they would travel that far. The only time you would get away away is if you made it to Canada or I guess if you went they came to Florida too. They came and, to Florida. And, and Florida hit among the Spanish. Right. And hit it was with the Indians. The yep, and yes. hit with the Indians. So there were a couple places, but not many. So many of us were caught just by the sheer fact of the color of our skin. And everyone talks about the Underground Railroad going north to Canada, but mainly they headed south to Florida yeah. because it was under Spanish rule. Okay. And the Spanish didn't have any uh, 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 slavery, or they didn't. They, it was you were freed yeah. if you can make it to uh, to uh, Florida at that time. Well, so thank you, Florida. Yeah, he escaped slavery and he chose Florida as his sanctuary. This is around 1820. Okay, and like hundreds of other runaway slaves, he was assisted in building the Maroon Settlement and allied with the Seminole Indians against slave hunters and military excursions. Since Seminole Chief Osceola was married to a black woman named Morning Dew mm. and had several mixed sons, the Seminoles were more receptive to black runaways than other Indian tribes. Mm. John Horse and Wildcat 
one of Osceola's son, were top lieutenants and battle strategists for the Seminoles. Osceola? Isn't there a town in Florida called Osceola? Yeah, there's a street here. <laughs> yep. oh, that's Ocala. That's yep. right. Matter of fact, is that, that's Chief Osceola that's supposed to be riding up and down the football field during an FSU football game. Uh-oh. Uh, next. Let's <laughs> read <laughs> some real Florida history. Okay, so he was an Indian, but he was married to a sister. Okay. And he had some sons. Oh, wow. This is, I mean, they Florida... Has a rich history. Yes, it does. Of, really, to be honest, you talk about integration and community, mm. and uh, it's just one of those areas where people came to Florida to find our freedom. Is that what we did? We came to Florida to find our freedom. <laughs> <laughs> we came because of the weather. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we got snowstorm. Then we're about a week with twenty inches of snow. Just like, oh, this is too much for us. We out. Praise God. But, you know, during that time period, you had uh, the the uh, Louisiana Purchase. Yes. And during that Louisiana Purchase, Florida was a part of that. And uh, then uh, you had uh, wars and militaries trying to get a hold of and take over Florida. So the Indians, so you had, that's funny, I'm... To digress, you had John Horse and Wildcat. So Chief, he played his son, Wildcat. So that must have been some character. He was named Wildcat, praise God. But the Indians and the blacks fought General Andrew Jackson mm. and his military command to a standstill during the various similar wars in Florida. White mercenaries and militias that reported to the uh, United States government that black runaways and leaders like John Horace were the best soldiers that the Seminoles ever had. After three great Seminole Wars, the government defeated the Black Seminole Indian Alliance in part by capturing Chief Osceola under a flag of truce. When Chief Osceola died in prison, John Horse and Wildcat became the Seminoles' new leaders. In 1844, John Horse, Wildcat, and other chiefs traveled to Washington to meet with President Polk to develop a peace accord. As a compromise in 1850, both Horse and Wildcat were asked to assist the government in relocating the Seminoles to Arkansas. Horse took his black maroons with him to his new Indian territories. But the Seminoles and the black Indians, they did not find peace in the new territory. They were constantly harassed by their old enemies, the Creeks, the Chickasaws, the Cherokees. Mm. Uh-oh. Uh, does that sound familiar? Chick-taw. We can't get along. Oh, oh. God. And white folks. <laughs> All whom were slave traders and slave owners. Horse and wildcat labored to, to feed the blacks and the Indian families, but after the white slave hunters murdered Wildcat, John Horse concluded that 50 years of fighting was enough. He decided to relocate to Mexico. So John Horse packed up his black and Indian families and rode off into the setting sun towards Mexico. They were never seen or heard from again. But you know, there's a black community in Mexico mm. that's full of black folks. All right. Yes. So there's that great... Mo- You know, our history is filled with a lot of immigration. So I think we need to really start looking at that and showing that if folks come who are willing to work, willing to become citizens, what is the difference? Um, Yeah, that's a great story. I love that. And uh, part of that, another little fact that did you know that in 1519, after accompanying Cortez in his exploration of Mexico, Juan Garrido, a black African, became the first person to sow and reap wheat in the new world. And I thought we were going to talk a little bit about uh, remember Fort Negro, a black Alamo. Maybe we can do that next week. All right. Because I think we're running down on time. Because right here, uh, you have uh, in uh, Apalachicola National Forest is uh, the Fort uh, Negro. Uh, where a Black Alamo uh, took place. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break uh, to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. 
everyone wants a comfortable, quality, affordable home they can own and be proud of. Affordable home ownership is now reality and with Color Gardens in Crawfordville. Just 25 minutes from downtown Tallahassee or the beach. The developer with 40 years of experience builds each new home with modern kitchens with two, three, or four bedrooms and with many options such as screened-in porches, large garden bathtubs, and built-in electric generator plug-in outlets to help you make it through the next storm. Down payment and closing assistance for multiple government programs, credit repair, and mortgage loans are available. Call or text Lamar, 850-727-3532 for an appointment to see your next home. That's 850-727-3532 or visit McCullough Garden Properties, LLC.com. That's McCullough Garden Properties, LLC.com. Become a stone builder and support Living Stone's children and family programs and services. Help us strengthen and build healthy relationships among family members and fathers and mothers to be active in the lives of their children. Tune in to the Stone Builders Hour on Wave 94, Thursdays 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or mail your gift to Living Stones, P.O. Box 6747, Tallahassee, Florida, 32314. Remember, your donations and gifts are tax deductible. My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Well, this was exciting. Yes, it was. And next, we'll continue with Black World History, Little Known Facts. I think it's great. Uh, Pastor and I, thank you for listening. Uh, become a Stone Builders partner by sowing into fertile ground, either by visiting our website, yes. weedlivingstones.org, or we now have a cash app, and that's dollar sign, lowercase l, all lowercase L Stones 51. So it's dollar sign L Stones 51. And contribute today. Yes. You, I think uh, this is a great uh, place to sow, not only to learn some facts, uh, give you some tidbits, but we're a unique ministry in that we have been working with children and families for the last 13 years. Uh, we decided because of wanting to do some um, really other things and really put our hands in radio, possibly future podcasts, also working with our parents, because I think that's the key for us right now is getting our parents in order to start being more engaged and active in the lives of their children. Uh, We still go into the prisons. That's one of the things that we do and the local detention center, working with our parents and and providing parenting skills for them. So join us because we'd love to have you as a partner, uh, just as we have our partnership with Dr. Elton Powell. Yes, Dr. Elton Powell. He's at Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. You can visit his website at www.dynamicspineandwellness.com or call him at 850-402-9061. You know, if you just need your spine adjusted or you have headaches or if you're trying to lose weight, you got that that, that sugar disease uh, <laughs> or overall wellness, uh, Dr. Powell is highly recommended. Matter of fact, you might want to visit with him before you go through some major surgery because you might be able just to avoid it by just the natural method. And I think it's important that we really speak on health and speak on getting healthy. Um, so many of us have just been living in the modern world, fast food, uh, fast this, that we haven't taken the time to really look and 
be healthy. And yes. trust me, when you when we look at what our garden had produced and the greens and the collards and uh, the tomatoes, uh, green beans, all of that, there's just no uh, other example that it's so much better than eating something out of the can. Yes. Frozen's okay, but I just think fresh just provides a better alternative. And again, be a stone builder. We need you. Uh, we need uh, you to uh, sow into this ministry to help not only others, but really to help yourselves. Because if you are a blessing to someone else, God will continue to bless you. Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you for listening. Stay tuned. Next week, we're going to, like JC said, more world history facts. God bless, and we're out. We're out.